0: Last time on Mouthful.
1: This year, Philadelphia young playwrights received 661 monologues from students in 27 different schools in the greater Philadelphia area. The selection committee had to narrow the list way down.
0: Well, I want kids to get this message. That's how I
1: From 661... We're
0: at 19. We're at 19? 19. 19. Oh, 18? 19. 19. 19. So we got to get rid of one. Mm-hmm
1: to 18 the writers have been chosen
0: 18 stories 18 writers you ready to meet them buckle up Hi, I'm Mira Ghosh. My name is Isabella
2: Ray. My name is Aloya Booby. I'm Aiden McLaughlin. My name, my name is Katia. Keisha. I'm Aubrey Russo. Callie Holland. I'm Mary Bird. Jessica us go Bree Elizabeth Galpin. Sarah Wild Jones. Nick Piron. I'm Katie. I'm in eighth grade. Ninth grade. Tenth grade. Eleventh grade. Twelfth grade. Senior. And the title of my monologue is Title of my monologue. Title of my monologue is In my dreaming friends, my racial a piece of advice, and my monologue is called What I Will Tell You. Did you get all that?
1: Phew. We should call this episode Earful. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, we're back. I'm Trinae Neri, the host.
1: And I'm Mitchell Bloom, the producer and editor. When we last left our writers, they were all together, working on their monologues with a team of actors, directors, and dramaturgs. Um, talk to me about today. Like, how's it, how's it been? Well, at first I was really nervous. Like, you could still say I'm a bit nervous but like it was it was really neat it was really like just getting the gear
0: today has been really fun they're teaching me how to revise my monologue and make it much
2: better and i love hearing it out loud um for one going through this whole process has been awesome just to be able to have people read it and have people you know tell me what they think what kind of reactions do they have what about the piece actually i didn't expect like people to relate I thought it would just be like, oh, that's cool or whatever. It's great to have that, those kind of people to relate to, and to work with, and write. I've never like had any of my writing like displayed like this in front of people. It's like scary but exciting at the same time. I don't know. It's like I mean, it's like conflicting on how to
1: feel about it. I look forward to meeting the writers every season more than anything else.
0: Me too. They always make me laugh, and I always learn something new.
1: What inspired you to write in my monologue?
0: I wanted Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> that's Haja. She's a sophomore at Norristown High School, and her monologue, "Glutton Sandwich," is as funny as she is. It's about a sandwich, but also about loneliness.
1: I was like that. I <laughs> yeah, so that's much. the simple answer. Here. <laughs> How's the day going so far? I'm good. Yeah? Yes. Did you just, you just found out about all this? Like,
2: I read the email, but it was like, it was the morning, so I wasn't really
1: paying attention. <laughs> That's dumb here We had some technical difficulties getting in touch with him to let him know that he won, but once we did, he showed up big time.
2: What inspired me to write my monologue was the fact that I'm not like anybody else, I don't try to be like anybody else, and I encourage people to be themselves and be different.
0: One of the many beautiful things about the Mouthful Monologue Festival is that it packs 18 different stories into one show.
1: The show keeps your attention with a fresh perspective every few minutes. It's funny, it's emotional, and it's real.
0: All the writers created such different monologues.
1: There's a monologue with a party balloon that was let go and is floating through the air.
0: He's really bitter about it and... He's just kind of dealing with the acceptance of that he's gonna pop. There's even one about a disgruntled magician who wants to become friends with David Copperfield by gently kidnapping him.
2: Five forty-three 43, is a children's birthday party magician and he wants blank. And for some reason, when I heard the word magician, <laughs> David Copperfield popped into my mind.
1: There's also a monologue about catcalling told from the perspective of an alien. If you're coming into a new
2: like civilization, then there's there's really space to learn something. So, for him to like make these discoveries enables like people to kind of like, oh wow, that like make realizations about their own life.
0: There are some monologues that take on pretty heavy topics.
1: In What You've Done by Aubrey Rousseau, the victim of a drunk driving accident visits the woman who killed her.
2: I remember like a poem that we read in seventh grade about drunk driving and how this girl died because of somebody else who was driving drunk and I thought that would be a good place to start.
0: In Dear Black People by Aloya Abobi, the character confronts her peers about their use of the n-word.
2: There's a lot of language that's used such as the n-word which really impacts me in a way being that like a lot of my roots are deeply embedded in West Africa which is where a lot of you know slave trade took place. I, I kind of want my audience to you know, feel it, and when they might say this word, whether it's with the hard R or not, they, like, have a sense of reflection.
1: One of the monologues this year is about a school shooting. Matt Brangioni's What I Wouldn't Do.
2: There's no one thing you can blame school shootings on, but um, a lot of people will say that, you know, school climate is a big factor, that bullying and that stuff like that will create the kind of, like, hate and anger and resentment in a person that would cause an event like that. And I think that our school isn't like that. I think our school, I mean, like any school, we're high schoolers, we're teenagers, like we're mean to each other and we we can be. And I think that that makes school shootings not something that I have to think about every day. Like I don't go to school like afraid that it's going to happen, but it is something I think about frequently. Like I will sit in class and I'll be bored and I'll just imagine like, oh, what would happen if someone walked in right now? What would I do? What would anyone do? And everyone wants to think they'd be the hero. I do. I think, like, if it happened, of course. Of course I could do something. Of course I would save my friends or a stranger or anyone. But the truth is that these school shootings happen and sometimes there isn't a hero. Sometimes, Most times, no one can do anything. Um, But again...
1: The last piece of the puzzle in theater is the audience. So we always ask students to think about what they want audiences to take away.
2: Uh, What do I hope they take away? I think just what could I be doing? Because... There's so much you can't do. There's so much, um, if you're not a student, you're not even at the school. There's so much you can't do if you're there. Um, but there's so much you can do. Going to marches and being active and writing speeches and just like being vocal about stuff like this. And I, I, that's what I hope people take away, is what am I not doing? What can I be doing? What more can I be doing? I hope audiences take away from my monologue that it's very possible to, and in fact very healthy, to have a negative friendship experiences and then be able to take a step back, reflect on them, and learn from them in a positive way, and learn how to treat other people with kindness, and h- how to love other people based on all of the ways that you have been mistreated. I want the audience to take away, like, Really it's all about just giving respect to each other and you know, love everybody, love diversity.
0: I hope my audience will be inspired to
2: talk to people who are lonely. Taking consideration like
1: other lives, like not everybody's life is the same. Check on your friends and like, think about like how your friends, how they feel and stuff and like, don't forget about them.
2: I hope audiences feel empowered. You don't have to be like anybody else. You don't have to be A way that everybody wants you to be. I hope that they can like relate with the character
0: in the monologue, like, oh, I love sandwiches too, or oh, I feel lonely too. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us through this whole process. Now you can kind of understand how the Philadelphia Young Playwrights operates its annual Mouthful Monologue Festival. Now for the podcast, we're going to take a deeper look at 10 of this year's monologues as part of season three. We'll talk with the writers a little bit more about their monologues, and then we're going to go into the community to broaden the conversation. You know, the mouthful way, What you know and love. But in the meantime...
1: Have you ever written a monologue before? I haven't. And you're excited?
0: I'm so
2: excited. I can't wait for people to see it. I hope they take away something from it.
1: If you're in the Philly area, come see the show. It starts this Thursday, February 28th, and runs through March 9th. All performances are pay what you decide, which means you can pay whatever you want after the show. All proceeds benefit Philadelphia Young Playwrights. You can learn more and reserve your tickets at mouthfulpodcastphilly.com. Mouthful is produced by Lisa Nelson Haynes, Trinaine Ree, and Mitchell Bloom, that's me, for Philadelphia Young Playwrights. PYP is an arts education nonprofit that taps the potential of youth and inspires learning through playwriting. For episode extras and more information, visit mouthfulpodcastphilly.com. That's mouthfulpodcastphilly.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Mouthful is edited by yours truly.